Everyone, remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. Come on! How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? <laughs> this was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 198th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. I just want to start off by saying thank you to all of our new listeners. I, uh, I've i heard from a lot of people recently saying they just found the show, they've gone back and listened to all the previous episodes, or they're starting from the beginning, whatever it may be, and... Man, well, first off, that embarrasses me because you're starting off from the beginning and this is like essentially a totally different show at this point. But I really appreciate everybody doing that. That's so cool. And it's so great to hear from all the new listeners out there, whether you're, you know, coming from one of our guests or from a uh, recent, um, you know, guest hosting spot that I've done on another show or something like that. I uh, really appreciate you guys taking the time to check out the Jurassic Park podcast. It really means a lot. So, for you guys today, in this episode, we have another edition of Guess That Dino with my buddy Tal, the traveling clat, over on YouTube. Now, Tal has been a contributor here on the podcast. Um, Probably, I don't know, how long has it been, man? Has it been like a year or so? Somewhere around that, maybe a little less, but he's been on the show a lot recently. You guys have heard him um, talking about Jurassic World Live Tour, about uh, Universal Orlando, and of course in the Guest That Dino segment. So we have the third episode for you today. You guys are going to have to guess that dino. He's going to give you all the facts, where you can find this dinosaur in the movies and in the in everything. All the, all the different material for Jurassic, and you guys are going to have to guess exactly which one that is make sure to follow all those rules that he will uh, dish out later on in the episode as to how to play along and uh, guess that dino for today's segment but that's it we're just going to keep it easy and simple for you guys this week i know there's been a lot of news and a lot of stuff to discuss now episode 199 next week is the Jurassic Wire, so we're just going to save it all for that. I know there's been a lot of stuff over at San Diego Comic-Con with Mattel, all kinds of dinosaurs uh, talked about, 17 different species, um, and of course stuff with Mondo, uh, Chronicle Collectibles. There's, There's just so much stuff out there right now as far as merchandise and stuff to discuss. So... I don't want to just blow through it in a news segment for you guys, so we're going to save it for the Jurassic Wire, where we discuss all the latest news and all kinds of information in that segment. I hope you guys will stay tuned for that. But um, before we get this episode started, we have some business to take care of, of course. Um, I was recently on not one, but two episodes of the Forcecast talking all things Star Wars. And um, yeah, I was uh, joined with one of their co-hosts, Ryan Donahoe, and uh, first we did a, a Force Chat, which is their basically their uh, bonus episodes that you can find only on Patreon. Um, that one was was really fun. It was kind of like 
um, a, sort of like a game where he, he, you know, gave me certain uh, questions that it was either this or that. You had to choose one of these things, and uh, we kind of went through a few different options, and uh, we had a great time with that. So, for instance, um, one question was, if you could take one of the trilogies, um, whether it's the prequels, the, the original trilogy, or the sequel trilogy... Uh, if you could take one of those and get rid of all the others, that you can never watch any of them ever again, which one would you choose? So make sure to go uh, join the Force over on the Forcecast to hear that episode. But I also did one of their main episodes that are released free for everybody. Um, I kind of filled in. I, I know one of their uh, their co-hosts, Daniel, he actually had some voice issues last week. So Ryan asked me to join up with him again. And uh, we did a mailbag episode. I know, right? Like another mailbag so there's a star wars mailbag of course and we have the jurassic mailbag over here so we did uh you know answer whoever wrote in whether it was on facebook or emails or voicemails or whatever we answered all kinds of questions discussed a whole lot of topics went off the rails a few times as we do here on the jurassic mailbag but um I think that was a really great episode, and we talked about some some more recent news and some some old school stuff. So I think you guys will really like that. Uh, make sure to check out the Forcecast. Uh, I will have um, at least the main episode linked in the show, so you can actually listen to it in the show notes. Um, and then also I'll link to their bonus Force Chat episodes as well, so you can uh, join the Force. But uh, that's it for um, the recent spots that I've been on there, and also. We're going to jump over to YouTube and talk about all the things that we've done over there. So, as you know, we've been trying to catch up on a lot of episodes and different material over on YouTube. Last week, I think, was another big week for us. Um, I, I released two of our main episodes, at least, no, no, I'm sorry, three, I think. Um, we got uh, the Jurassic Wire from June. We finally got that up on YouTube. We also got the Jurassic Mailbag from July. Um, and uh, we also did... Our, our breakdown of Jurassic World, a ride, and that was on uh, published on July 20th, but that was episode 196. So I know some people were commenting because that was basically the soft opening episode when we t discussed the soft opening, but now it's officially opened and stuff like that. People are like, hey, you know, the ride's open. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, it was just a, you know, a delayed upload on on that video. So sometimes we got to deal with that. But um also, what else did we do? We did, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, uh, I, I went to the store and I found some cool merchandise over at Walmart. Um, the Some of the Legos, or at least one of the Legos hit the shelves already. So if you want to find uh, one of the Lego sets, uh, go check that video out. I also did unbox a, a Jurassic World Dinosaur 6-pack, which was from a long time ago. I've had this, this Target-exclusive 6-pack of dinosaurs not like abs or anything i mean maybe these dinosaurs have abs i'm not sure but um if i if i reviewed this i should know if they had abs but maybe maybe i just wasn't focused on the abs enough about abs uh <laughs> dinosaurs six pack uh i reviewed that finally it's been sh sitting on the shelves for like a while here after sitting on the shelves for a while at target so finally i, I got a chance to unbox it and review that one um, actually, we also had a video from Tom Fishenden, and he has started a new series, so I know a lot of people were really invested in his last series, um, 
uh, building a Jurassic Dream. I'm sorry, Tom, I, f I forget the title. I think it was along those lines. And um, he basically built his dream Jurassic World in, in Jurassic World Evolution. So now this is his second series, and we've been doing them, or we, we are going to be doing them every Friday for the foreseeable future, however many episodes he has, which is quite a few. Um, so, you know, go check out part one um, of Claire's Sanctuary. He, ex he is actually playing through uh, all of Claire's Sanctuary where, um, you know, you have to actually save the dinosaurs from Nublar North. I, I guess you got to bring them to Claire's Sanctuary Island, which is really cool. So go check out that video. He's doing a great job producing all of those. So uh, so definitely go, go watch that. Also, I did a... Um, uh, live stream of the Jurassic World pinball. Now, this is kind of like an old game, but I, I just felt inclined to like turn on the PS4 and play Jurassic World pinball. Um, and it actually does include like Jurassic Park. So there's like three different pinball variations that you can play. One of them is Jurassic World, one's just Jurassic Park, and the other one's like Pinball Mayhem uh, for Jurassic Park. And it, it's like that one's pretty crazy. I love that one actually. Um, so go check out that live stream. It's probably like, I think it's like 50 something minutes long. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just go give it a like. That's fine. Um, but, uh, I, I love that game. It's so much fun. So that was about it for YouTube this week. We're going to be hitting it hard again. We got a lot of stuff planned, a lot of stuff coming your way. And of course, more of Claire's Sanctuary. So definitely, uh, keep an eye out for that this coming Friday. So yeah, I think that's about it. But enough of me talking. I'm going to hand it over to Tall so you guys can guess that dino. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? Jimmy, what is it? It's a velociraptor. You read about them in books. You see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. You made a new dinosaur, but you don't even know what it is. The base genome is a T-Rex. The rest is... This is one of the largest armored dinosaurs. Claire, it's the T-Rex. It's the T-Rex. Known by paleontologists as a living tank. Designed by Mr. Henry Wu. Horizon Wireless presents the Indoraptor. See? Not a T-Rex! Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear the music? Do you feel the rumbling in your bones of the Tyrannosaurus Rex spirit? It is time for another exciting installment of the Guess That Dino Game Show here on the Jurassic Park Podcast. We are back for our third installment of this awesome game. Doesn't matter if you're driving, if you are running, if you're exercising, whatever you're doing right now, you are a part of one of the best game shows on the internet. We're going to guess all kinds of things about dinosaurs from the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World universe. Yes, we are back, and if you're wondering who the heck I am and why I'm talking to you guys right now in your ear holes, my name is Tall, also known as the Traveling Cloud on the Internet. I'm your host for this game show uh, here on the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm super excited. It feels like you guys really like this series, and we got so much cool and amazing things to cover on this show. Um, and today we're going to be hitting you guys with another awesome dinosaur. I'm actually holding 
the toy for this dinosaur in my hands right now, which makes it even more awesome because I honestly think this is probably one of my more favorite dinosaurs from the series. Uh, and we're going to be covering a lot of cool stuff all about it. You guys are going to be learning about this dinosaur. This is a game show that's supposed to be informative. It's supposed to be fun for you guys to be able to learn and engage and kind of test your trivia on dinosaur knowledge. I like to sprinkle a little bit of informational stuff about dinosaurs that's a little more technical. And we'll start you guys off by giving you guys some, like, more basic knowledge about the animal, uh, stuff that we know from paleontology, and then we'll slowly start fitting in information from the movie series itself, so you guys can figure out how it fits into Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, and uh, you guys can decide for yourself what dinosaur it is. And, if you guys guess the dinosaur, if you think you got the right answer, you have to send us a tweet at the Jurassic Park Pod on Twitter. So send us over a tweet on our Twitter feed. If you want to tag me, I'm at TravelingClat as well. You can, but make sure you're using that hashtag MyDinoGuess. Once again, that's hashtag MyDinoGuess. And send us over your guesses for what this dinosaur is for this episode. You guys did so well on the last episode. Pretty much everybody knew it. It was a Triceratops, and it's so awesome. I have to say, uh, I know Brad looks at them as well, but for me, scrolling through the Twitter feed, seeing people doing the hashtag MyDinoGuess, and you guys put in those little like gifts and stuff of the different dinosaurs, so super cool. I absolutely love it. I really enjoy just seeing what you guys are uh guessing there it's really cool for me to see also when you guys are listening and you feel like you've already gotten the answer halfway through and i could tell that you guys are still listening to the episode you're like hey i already got it i know it's a triceratops so that's really awesome so make sure you're doing that same exact thing for this episode once you guess the dinosaur once you know the answer for what this dinosaur is you just let me know by tweeting at us hashtag my dino guess on twitter and we will let you know if you won uh if you figured it out if you if you made the right decision if you decided the right dinosaur uh so without any further ado let's get into it uh i think we got all the information out of the way and let's jump right into this new dinosaur that we're going to be guessing all about in the jurassic park and jurassic world franchise it's time to guess that dino all right now that we're in the game we're starting we're begun how's everyone feeling you guys feeling ready for this dinosaur this one's a really 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 cool one i'm excited to be covering it uh it's a british dinosaur comes from the uk that's the that's the range that we know so for all our english uh you know all our british viewers that are on this podcast which there are plenty of them yo this is your time to represent guys this is an english dinosaur he, he, he knew all the slang you know it was it was like oh mate how's it going i'm a dinosaur that's wow that was horrible <laughs> i just did an australian a really crappy australian accent anyways i'm getting a little too crazy i'm a little too hyper i might have had a little bit too much sugar today but the basic gist of it is, yes, this dinosaur was an English dinosaur. It came from the English countryside. Um, if you guys didn't know, a lot of England is actually covered in really, really cool fossil deposits. There's a lot of dinosaurs that actually came out of that region. Things like the Iguanodon was found in the UK. And the United Kingdom, England as well, has uh, this whole place. I think it's down in Cornwall, but it stretches across you know parts of England. Um, and I've been there before I visited. It's called the Jurassic Coast. It's actually the own. It's its own coast called the Jurassic Coast. And there's lots of really cool fossil deposits. I'm sure that a lot of the uh, British viewers listening right now know about this and probably visited there before because it's a very big tourist attraction in the UK. But yeah, the Jurassic Coast is a really cool place. So if any of you guys are ever traveling through England or you're going to the UK or something, make sure that you are visiting the Jurassic Coast. I remember my time there, I didn't see any dinosaurs per se, but just walking around some of the 
beaches and the rock formations around there, you'll see plenty of old um, marine uh, organisms that used to exist in the ocean. You'll see fossilized jellyfish and nautilus and um, different types of squids and starfish and trilobites. And these things are millions of millions of millions of years old. They, they go back to the Jurassic period, essentially. Hence the reason it has the name the Jurassic Coast. Um, but that was a weird little tangent that I just went on. Not relevant to this dinosaur whatsoever. <laughs> I guess it's kind of relevant, but not not really. Um, but yes, this dinosaur is from England. That was the the range that it was that it kind of covered. And one of the beautiful things about this dinosaur as well is that it's different than our sort of um, basic breakdown of what we think dinosaurs are. So a lot of people we believe that dinosaurs are either herbivores or carnivores. Um, there, there is a different sect of, uh, you know, feeding that organisms do, which is called omnivorous, which means that they're eating, you know, plants and animals. They're both carnivores and herbivores, make them an om omnivore. That's what humans are. But this dinosaur was a piscivore. Uh, and if you don't know what a piscivore is, it means it was a fish eater. And yes, we have a few fish eaters in the Jurassic franchise. Maybe you guys know what this one is already just because I've given you the location of what it was and what it ate. So if you guys already have that guess, make sure you're you're tweeting at me right now. I want to know if you guys got the guess already. Because for some of you guys, I know you're dino freaks as well. Some of you guys are dinosaur nerds just like me. So let me know if you've already figured it out this early on. But, but yeah, one of the famous things about this dinosaur is that it was a piscivore, which is what helped make the 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 sort of facial features of this dinosaur what it is so this dinosaur comes from a family of dinosaurs i don't want to give you guys the name because if i give you the name you'll actually be able to find out really easily what this family of dinosaur is and then you'll be able to find what this dinosaur is perfectly so i don't want to give you the name of the dinosaur itself but the name of the family from the dinosaur is another dinosaur that is heavily featured in the jurassic park franchise uh it was one of the stars of the movie essentially so if that made any sense to you, kind of piece that together for yourself. But yeah, that, that whole range of dinosaurs is one big family. And what they're really, really famous for is for having a um, sort of crocodilian snout. Uh, their, their faces they were more formed for eating fish. So they're large dinosaurs. They're really big with lots of muscly features. One of the, the actual meaning of the name of this dinosaur is Big Claw, if I'm not uh, mistaken. It, it's something to do with its claw. I think it means giant claw or large claw. Um... And yeah, I actually have a, a cast uh, of the claw right here in my room where I'm holding it right now as we speak. And it's really, really big. Just one of these claws is bigger than a human hand. Just one of the claws. And it had three of these, I believe, on its hand. Um, and, and that helped it hunt fish as well in the water and obviously fend off any you know predators that were coming to attack it. Um, or, you know, if it was attacking prey, it was able to, you know, attack them with these claws as well. It was a very useful thing to have on its hand. But these dinosaurs, this family of dinosaurs is kind of referenced as the, the fishermen. They were the fishermen of the, you know, um, of the prehistoric world. That, that's what they were kind of known for. And so alongside having these crocodilian-like snouts that help them fish and help them eat, you know, fish out of the water or hunt in different riverbeds or in swamps or in wetlands or whatever it is, they had these giant claws in their hands as well. So this dinosaur is famous for that giant claw. Um, if you already know what it is from this, then boom, shoot, shoot us an answer right now. Let us know what you think it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the awesome features about this dinosaur. Besides that, there's not like tons, tons known about this dinosaur. It's not like a super understood um range of of things that are known about this dinosaur family in general i feel like a lot of the fossils that have been found from these dinosaurs are kind of spread apart especially the one that gives the family its name a lot of it of the remains of this dinosaur were lost in world war ii and so 
understanding this prehistoric family is a little bit difficult for paleontologists nowadays even though you know as every year goes by and as paleontology is evolving there's more and more fossils being found every single year so information like this could be outdated soon but to give you guys a little bit of information on what this thing actually kind of like looked like and what it um what it would be like to stand in front of one of these animals the size of this dinosaur was anywhere from 25 to 33 feet those are some of the best guesses that we have that is massive that is a huge huge animal um think of animals like the parasaurolophus maybe even the triceratops you know similar in size it would have been a massive dinosaur now the largest dinosaur within this range that we have of this family of dinosaurs is like nearer to the 60 feet range and it was actually thought to be one of the largest carnivores to ever exist um you know, one of the issues with paleontology is that we don't always know if these dinosaurs were adults when we found them um, in the ground. I say we. I had no part in finding any of these dinosaurs. I, I don't like it when I say we. I'm not a paleontologist. I'm a paleo-enthusiast. So I haven't actually dug for any dinosaurs. I didn't find these dinosaurs. When I say we, I mean the paleontological community as a whole. When they go out and they hunt for these fossils and they find these dinosaurs, it's not always 100% understood whether these dinosaurs were adults or if they were, you know, youngins, if they were the babies, if they were teenagers. There are some estimates that we have. Sometimes you can cut into those bones and find out by the fibers inside of the bone marrow how old these dinosaurs were but then once again that doesn't give us a perfect guess that is one of the issues with paleontology you, you you don't really always know how long these animals existed you know the dating is sometimes hard to tell so you have rough estimates but we could we could probably estimate that this thing was between 25 to 33 feet which is no joke that is a big dinosaur that is a scary animal to be standing in front of imagine you're in jurassic world and you're standing in front of this thing and it's staring you down from you know behind some electric fence and it's just like like eating a, a salmon or something <laughs> probably not a salmon i'm not even sure salmon existed back then who knows how long ago they existed um speaking of when they existed i probably should mention the range is about 140 million years ago to 120 million years ago um in england where it lived uh so you're looking at that that amount of time that's how long ago it lived in the uh in in the part of the cretaceous period of the mesozoic era so this animal was a Cretaceous animal. It was living alongside other animals in the Cretaceous period. Um, not exactly the time frame of our T-Rex or our Triceratops, for example, which lived closer to a 66 million years ago, you know, right at the end of the Cretaceous period. This, I believe, is a little bit more early on in the, um, in the Cretaceous period, kind of the end of the Jurassic, early Cretaceous. Uh, th that's when this dinosaur probably existed. So that's what we're looking at, 25 to 33 feet. This thing was a heavy 2,500 to 4,000 pounds. That, once again, estimates we have no, like, we can't really tell you. Um, and a lot of paleontologists, I believe, estimate that these guys might have been lighter. Um, so this family, because they say a lot of them could have been aquatic, um, the, the bone density might not have been as heavy, uh, potentially, as other dinosaurs. It might not have needed it to be that heavy. It might need it to float. But these are all theories, once again. These are things brought up by, like, different paleontologists, not 100% accepted by science. But it is something to be noted that the weight of how much this dinosaur weighed could have heavily varied. But our estimates are about 2,500 to 4,000 pounds, which is, once again, a very, very, very big dinosaur. And another one of those things that's kind of a key feature to this dinosaur is that on that, you know, crocodilian-like snout that I was telling you guys about that crocodilian-like face that it had, um, there are this little, there's this like this little bump or crest that's been found on the top of its head. And that's kind of a little bit of something that sets it apart from the rest of the uh, dinosaurs within its family. Um, there's a debate, you know, with dinosaurs in general on which dinosaurs had feathers. It is relatively accepted now that all 
all or most dinosaurs that are what are accepted as theropods, those like two-legged dinosaurs that stand up on two feet, you usually hunt on two feet, most of them, it's accepted that most of them had feathers at this point. Um, and if, if not all of them had them, probably some of them had them at some point in their life, maybe they shed off, maybe all of them were completely plumed, who knows, we really don't know. With this specific dinosaur, we don't have any proof as of the knowledge and research that I've been able to do that it had any sort of feathering whatsoever. That being said, you know, it's it's not a far-fetched, you know, maybe this thing lived sort of a lifestyle of a duck. Nowadays, we know that dinosaurs evolved into birds. That's kind of like what dinosaurs are known as. So, so dinosaurs nowadays, the dinosaurs that we look at are called avian dinosaurs. Those are the, the birds of nowadays. That's what they're kind of referred to in science. And the dinosaurs that lived back then, you know, millions and millions of years ago, they're known as non-avian dinosaurs, dinosaurs that couldn't fly. And there's gaps in between that, so some some creatures like the um, Archaeopteryx, which is kind of that crossbreed between what a dinosaur and a bird started becoming, would be a sort of avian dinosaur. It was a dinosaur that was capable of some sort of flight. We're not 100% sure how much flight, but that's another tangent. The, the basic means of what I'm trying to say is that this dinosaur is... Uh, it wasn't guaranteed that this thing had feathers, but it's, you know, it's not a far-fetched to imagine that it might have, because if it lived a lot of its life in the water, it, these, these feathers could have been used for flotation, could have been used to dry off, you know, some ducks um, or different, like, geese and swan, they have these sort of oils um, on their feathers that actually repel water, which is really, really cool, you know, that's a feature that just happens in the natural world, they, they don't get wet. They they can get wet, but they generally don't because their feathers are just coated in this oil that just throws the water right off of them. So they could spend all day in the water and come out completely dry. Um, so it's it's possible to imagine that this dinosaur had a similar feature. Once again, that's just a guess. It's just as much as a guess as to imagine the Dilophosaurus in Jurassic Park having a frill and shooting venom. We have no scientific proof for them, but we can kind of let our minds go a little bit wild, especially with a dinosaur from this sort of family. Um, they're more unique, you know, they're not your average uh, Allosaur or Tyrannosaurus or, or you know, Carnotaurus. They, they're a very unique uh, family of dinosaurs. And so that makes it really fun to kind of hypothesize what this animal was like. You know, we, we can take guesses all day. We'll never know 100% for sure, um, especially since we don't have any skin or anything like that found from this dinosaur as of what I know. Um, but we can talk a little bit about the diet and behavior of this dinosaur, and then we'll hop into a little bit more of the, the media and its involvement in Jurassic Park. This shouldn't be too much of a long dinosaur um, game show episode because one of these, you know, these dinosaurs don't have tons of information about them, so I can't talk about them for hours. And their involvement in the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, uh, you know, franchises, it's limited. It's limited for sure, unfortunately. But it's getting more of a, uh, you know, a spotlight in recent times, so that's cool. Um, so, as for the diet and behavior, um, you know, once again, we talked about diet. It was more of a piscivore. It ate uh, fish, most likely. You know, that's... We, we guess that because of, the, um, because of the mouth and because of the skull. We don't have definitive proof to tell us that this thing only ate fish. And it's also probably, you know... We can probably assume that this thing ate other animals as well. It probably fed on other reptiles that were living alongside, probably even even other small dinosaurs. I'm sure that if there was a tiny little dinosaur running around, um, you know, and it saw it and it was bigger than it, it was able to hunt it down, it probably wouldn't stop itself from eating one of those. It probably wasn't a stick or a strict uh, piscivore that only ate fish. It wasn't on, like, a fish-only diet. <laughs> but it, um, it probably priority... I'm having a, a brain fart. That's what I'm having right now. Uh, it probably primarily ate fish. 
That's what it probably ate. That's all I was trying to say, and I was having a lot of trouble saying it. I was having a Brad moment there. <laughs> Shout out to Brad, you know? All right, so, yeah, basically, that's that's probably what it is. And there's evidence that we found fish scales inside of the stomachs of the fossils of these dinosaurs. So that tells us definitively we know that it ate fish for sure. That's something that we know for 100%. It's a fact. It ate fish. How much of that diet is made up of fish? We don't really know. We can assume it was probably most of it. Um, we, we assume also that the behavior of what it did was it probably, like, stood and waited on the banks of rivers and streams poked its giant claws in the water to try to snatch up the fish before finishing them off with its mouth. There's other theories that think that it kind of stuck its head inside of the water, kind of leaving it open and just catching the fish as is. So think about crocodilians, think about alligators, think of the way that they behave. Um, there's theories as well that these dinosaurs fully submerged themselves underwater, maybe leaving just a portion of their face out and then they fed on things that would come into the water. So imagine you are on African safari and you're looking at a bunch of saltwater crocodiles inside of a river. Um, and they're, I don't know why I said saltwater specifically. I'm not sure if that's a species, but think about crocodiles in Africa sitting inside of a riverbank waiting for wildebeest or, you know, gazelle to walk by. And they kind of sit there hiding, pretending that there are leaves and they have that really narrow mouth, that really narrow skull. They can kind of sit there and blend in with the environment. And the second an herbivore comes into the water, they snatch them up, bring them down to the water, roll with them a bunch of times. In this situation, imagine this animal maybe sitting in a bed in a, in, in a bed of water that's maybe 30, 40 feet deep. It's hanging out there. Stand, maybe 30, 40 is a little, uh, unless it could swim. Maybe, maybe think about 15 feet, something like that. Kind of sits there, you know, squatting with its head above the water, maybe slightly above the water, just a little bit of its head, blending in with the leaves, with the different debris that's in the water. And, um, you know, some random herbivore comes into the water and it all of a sudden slashes at it with its giant claw. It sticks that claw right in its stomach. Its animal's bleeding out. It bites onto it. I don't think it'll probably roll with the animal just because of the body. It's probably not going to be rolling anywhere. <laughs> it's not a body that I think is really meant for rolling, but it uses that mouth to kind of to, to snatch on. And it could probably do the same thing for different types of fish, sharks, whatever that was swimming into, whatever was swimming in those old prehistoric rivers. So that's probably the sort of thing that we're looking at. But once again, we don't have that definitive proof of any of this. Um, but we know that it, it we know that it probably did something like this. It probably behaved somehow something like this. It would be very odd for an animal like this that has very similar features to crocodilians and to alligators um, to not behave at least somewhat similar. Uh, you know, the body design in nature happens for a reason, and it probably lived this sort of lifestyle. And because obviously we can find those, uh, you know, fish bones and fish and uh, fish scales and stuff inside of its body. You know, it, it probably hunted on those fish. We know that for a fact. But you never know if there was a little baby iguanodon walking around and it was like, hey, I'm hungry. I want a little iguanodon burger. Snatch that iguanodon up. Give it a little old one-two with the giant claw. And boom, you're done. <laughs> it's getting weird, huh, folks? <laughs> who's uh, Who's got their dino guess already? Who's tweeted at me? Uh, let me know on Twitter. If you Don't forget, you got to tweet us. Hashtag my dino guess if you already have your guess. I feel like a lot of you guys probably know what this dinosaur is, but if you don't know, you'll probably know for sure after our next, you know, sort of sub-subject that we're going to jump into right now, which is its involvement in, like, media, movies, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World franchise, stuff like that. Um, before we jump into its involvement in the actual Jurassic Park franchise, it should be noted that this dinosaur had its first sort of, like, really big break on a big-budget movie in Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Um... It was actually a massive version of itself, bigger than any other dinosaur in that area, and it was albino. So it was completely white. It was very cool. Um, and it, it's also had a feature on Planet Dinosaur before, which I believe was a Discovery show, if I'm not 
wrong. But the, uh, the the dinosaur had its um you know it had involvement in the Jurassic Park uh, franchise as well. It's had involvement in dinosaur video games. It had involvement in um, Jurassic Park video games. So there's a lot to dive into. Uh, it is actually, I would say, um, it's sort of a backseat character, I think, for the Jurassic Park franchise. As for how like how much involvement it had in Jurassic Park before, I think it's been involved in different literature. Um, I don't think it necessarily ever in the books. It was never, I think, in any of the movies. But it was described in different literature and kind of side things, like side merchandise and side projects that Jurassic Park or Jurassic World was involved in. Um, but until the beginning of Jurassic World itself, the, the first Jurassic World movie, I don't think we had any sort of confirmation that this thing existed within our JP universe. Um, but in the Jurassic World universe, we know, I believe, that there was a map of the park, and we know that this dinosaur had an enclosure in Jurassic World. Before the park was taken out, before it was destroyed, I believe that this thing had its own enclosure, um, which is very cool. You know, this dinosaur is awesome. I'm actually going to take the toy right now and play you guys the roar. I think it has a few roars, so just bear with me. Um, but maybe you guys will be able to guess, guess exactly what this dinosaur is just by the roar. You guys ready? Here is the roar of the dinosaur that we're guessing. And we should have another one. And maybe one more. No, that was the same one. But yeah, Mattel is awesome. Th these toys are just incredible. I mean, they are they are things things of like childhood dreams. Honestly, if I had this thing as a child, I'd, I'd go crazy. Um, but I love collecting these just because of the amazing art um, that's done on these dinosaurs. They're honestly one of my favorite ones that have come out in this whole Mattel line. But we'll talk about the toys in a second. Um, as for its involvement in the Jurassic Park franchise, like I said, we're pretty sure it had an enclosure in the Jurassic World actual park, but it makes its big, big, big debut in our franchise in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, um, which is by far one of the best movies in the franchise, in my opinion. I loved it. It, uh, it's in that scene, everybody knows, with, uh, with Claire and with Franklin. Um, I don't want to get too specific, but yeah, honestly, at this point, you guys will probably know, but it's in that scene with lava it gets lava poured on its snout and it you know it shrugs it off like a boss it doesn't even pay attention to it it's seen a couple times during the movie we're seeing it airlifted in a helicopter we see it um being transported in a truck at the end of the movie we see it in the sort of bunker rooms it is a really really cool dinosaur i'm so happy that we finally get to see it in canon in the movies itself and the in my opinion yes it's not factually accurate the way it looks in the movie it's missing some key features i don't believe that it has the giant massive claws that it really had in real life in the movies um i don't think they're depicted perfectly but I think it still looks awesome, and that's one of those things about the Jurassic Park, you know, movie franchises. The dinosaurs we get, we know, are not factually accurate. They aren't what they are, but they're movie monsters. They are, they are what they are, and I think for the way it looks, the color scheme, it's unique. It's really cool, in my opinion, and I love it. As for the merchandise that it's come out for this, um, I believe they had a Jurassic Park. It was either the original Jurassic Park Kenner line or the um, the line for the Lost World. I don't think they had one for Jurassic Park Three Toys. Um, but for, I think it was either Jurassic Park, the, the original toy line, or the Lost World toy line. They had a render of this dinosaur as a toy. I think it came packaged with Ian Malcolm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Finding the details for that is a little hard on the moment. But um, yeah, I, I believe that it did have a, a toy back in the day. But everybody cares about the toys now. So let's talk about those. Mattel actually put out for us two different variations of this toy. Um, actually, there's four in total. 
but I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that in a second. We got the original one that looks just like the counterpart from the movie. Um, as well as we got the Dino Rivals version that recently came out that came in that beautiful red packaging with a whole new color scheme that isn't been shown anywhere else. It hasn't been shown in the movies or anything, but it's a beautiful green color scheme. It looks really, really cool. Um, so we have that one. We have the original one that's a little more blue. Um, and then we have another one that's like the original, but with orange on its head. And that came with one of the only play sets that came with this whole Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom toy line. Uh, and that was like sort of a, a lava set <clears throat> that where the lava poured on top of this dinosaur and it was a toy as well and it came with a different variation for what we know i think there's another future iteration of this dinosaur toy and honestly there's probably a few more going to come in the future because this is a i think a fan favorite people really really love this dinosaur i know that i do and i can't get enough of the sort of models and toys that they produce of this dinosaur i think it looks awesome um besides that we know that there's going to be a little snap squad iteration of this dinosaur i don't think it's been released yet but we know that that's coming as well there's a little tiny little baby snap squad variation of it which is cool if you guys don't know what the snap squad is it's just sort of like uh little dinosaurs that snap on your fingers and wiggle around and you can put them on backpacks and uh all kinds of different things and they're super awesome i think they're one of the coolest toys to come out yet in the franchise but i'm once again going on a little bit of a ramble it has nothing to do with what we're talking about the final little point that i want to mention is the most notable notable feature where you can explore and understand this dinosaur and see it you know really come to life is in jurassic world evolution the game um this is you know the the park builder that we have it is featured in this game and it looks absolutely incredible it looks exactly like its movie counterpart and it came with the fallen kingdom dlc i believe um uh, inside of the game as well you have the other dinosaurs that are involved in this franchise that are a part of this dinosaur family and you can find those across in jurassic world evolution as well but this dinosaur is found in that game you can play with it it has different skins and it looks absolutely incredible you can build it in enclosure and even um with the most recent update to the game involved the whole like fish eating thing so you can put down little fish feeders and you can watch it hunt and eat fish in its enclosure so that makes it like 10 times more awesome so really good job on frontier games part for making the dinosaur as i wouldn't say factually historically accurate because that ship has sailed <laughs> a while ago with jurassic park but as accurate to the movie itself which i love i love it when there's accuracy from the movies it, it makes it the best the best part of it is being able to play with the dinosaurs that you saw on screen so we are, uh, we're grateful. We're grateful. I think we're all grateful from this podcast, but I think as fans, we should be grateful that we're even able to sort of coexist in this universe right now. Even though these dinosaurs aren't materialized, they're not real, we're able to coexist with their plastic counterparts and with their electronic counterparts, and it's just really cool. It's a very cool time to be alive right now, guys, as Jurassic fans. I think it's awesome. But that is essentially all the information I want to give you guys on this dinosaur. I don't think there's much left to say about it. Um... That's that's a dinosaur. If you guys have your dino guess, shoot it at us once again. Tag at Jurassic Park Pod on Twitter and give us that hashtag my dino guess. Make sure you're tagging us, you're hashtagging us. And if you guys want to tag me, my 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 Twitter is at Traveling Clot. You can do that as well. But that's all the information on this dinosaur. I hope that you guys guess it. This was a little bit of a harder one. I don't think it was hard. Um, I'm trying to get a little bit more difficult, but we'll probably go back to another Fallen Kingdom dinosaur in the next iteration of this. Please let me know how you guys think this show is going. Do you guys like it? I would love to hear some feedback. Um, I think that we are absolutely keen on li listening to feedback that um, about this podcast in general. And, you know, Brad's always hammering home about that. We love, love, love the, the feedback from the uh, the different segments of the show. So hit us up with some feedback on the uh, 
on the My Dino Guest segment. We, we want to hear what you guys have to say about this game show. And with that, I'll let you guys know where you can find me on the internet. If you guys want to find me on my YouTube channel, I have two YouTube channels. One of them is called The Dinosaur Channel. Uh, I basically make informative videos, more serious versions of this game show on my YouTube channel with a little bit of humor mixed into it. So that's just youtube.com slash the dinosaur channel you can go subscribe over there or i have a channel where i travel around the world and that's called the traveling clat all other social media if you want to follow me on instagram twitter whatever it's just the traveling clat you'll be able to find me there twitter as well traveling clat and uh give me a follow let me know what you guys think about this segment and other dinosaurs that you might want to hear us cover in the future uh, i hope you guys had a fun time guessing these dinosaurs we're gonna let that game show music roll us out and we'll uh we'll see you guys in the next dinosaur game show Keep on guessing, keep on chomping, keep on roaring. I'm having a hard time ending this segment. All right. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the 198th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Tal for another great segment this week. I love Guess That Dino. It really encompasses so much of the franchise and dinosaur fandom and, and, and just stuff like that. I know Tal is a huge dinosaur guy. Um, I know he's he's pretty much known for all of his travel segments and stuff that he does over on his YouTube channel. But he is a dinosaur geek at heart with a dinosaur channel on YouTube. So make sure to go check out his content as well. So he he's always invested in Jurassic Park. And I just love hearing from him. He is such a great storyteller and a great uh, podcast host here on the Jurassic Park Podcast. So thank you so much, Tall, for another great segment. Now, guys, don't forget, you got to guess that dino as well. So make sure to use hashtag MyDinoGuess. Tweet at us and let us know your guesses. And uh, we'll retweet them. We'll do all that stuff. Have fun with it. Um, whether you know the answer or not, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And make sure to go follow Tal at TravelingClat online and go subscribe to the dude over on YouTube. You're not going to want to miss all of his amazing, amazing content. He's so great. Go check it out. But now, as always, it's time to go through a review here at the end of the show. I know I ask you guys every week to leave a review. Be kind enough to just go ahead and uh, take a second to write a review and uh, leave us five stars. It really matters for the show to help us build that audience that knows what they're looking for. They're looking for Jurassic Park. That helps, you know, to see all of you confident listeners out there, you know, writing that this is a fun show or whatever you like about the show. We really appreciate all the kind words and everything. So please take one moment this week. Go leave a review for us and we'll make sure to read them here on the episode. So this one uh, this week comes from Thomas Coe and it says this show Triceratops the cake. (laughs) Wow. Okay, we're starting off that way, huh? Um, let's see here. It says the Jurassic Park franchise is one of the most successful and influential film series of all time. And this podcast does it justice. If you like these movies, you're going to love this show. This is from Tom at the drunken dork podcast. Thank you so much, Tom, um, for writing that review. I, I agree. You know, Jurassic Park, uh, is certainly one of the most successful and influential film series of all time. And I don't think that's, it's something anybody can deny at all. You know, it um, it always gets, you know, the tough draw, I think, with Jurassic World. But, you know, going all the way back to the beginning, Jurassic Park and, um, you know, of course, The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 get a lot of 
you know, hate as well, unfortunately. But Jurassic Park, sticking with that initial film, it changed everything. It changed the game. It made things completely different for the film industry, for the, you know, summer theater goers. It made everything change at that one moment in time. Uh, June 11th, 1993 was a big deal. Um, and it, it truly is still one of the most influential films of all time. People will constantly talk about it. People will wear shirts and not even care about the movie or, you know, just know everything about the movie and not even be a huge fan. You know, they know the ins and outs of this movie and it's fun. And I, I think it's amazing to see the influence that this movie has over just general audiences around the world. Um, whether people are just going to Universal Studios wearing a Jurassic Park shirt, um, whether they love these movies so incredibly much, I, I find so much joy in seeing, you know, how much this means to certain people. And I know what it means to all of you in this community. You guys are, are you know, the biggest fans out there. If you're listening to this show, you're, you know, some of the biggest fans out there. Of course, there are huge fans out there who don't even know we exist, but tell them what are they doing like listen guys you gotta listen but um no i i just think that there's so many amazing fans out there and yes i i, I always talk about how sometimes i feel like i know each and every fan in this community and and every fan of jurassic park beat it because it is such a small tight-knit community but it really it really isn't it really is so incredibly huge and it's a billion dollar franchise each and every go around now and uh, that means a lot. And, and Jurassic World has certainly carried on that tradition and uh, made it one of the most incredible franchises around today. So, yeah, I agree. I went on a rant there, Thomas. So um, I, I hope we do it justice. I hope the podcast does it justice. I really try to. And that's kind of what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be an extension of the movies for all of you. I wanted you guys to feel like you're part of the franchise, a part of listening to something that's you know pays homage to all of these movies and i i hope we we do that for you guys so thank you so much thomas here for writing that review and for um everybody else that has taken a second to write a review it means a lot so that about wraps it up for this episode and as always i try to impart some final words for you guys so this week, I'm going to continue what Tal started with Guess That Dino, and I want to talk about dinosaurs with you guys. I, um, I, I, I always try to tell you guys that I am not the most knowledgeable when it comes to dinosaurs. I don't know all their names. I probably pronounce most of them incorrect anyway, um, and uh, I'm sure you all laugh at me when I try to get it right, but I, I don't pretend to know everything about them, and, and I think that's okay. You know, I um, I think it's just awesome that you continue to keep these things alive and have that discussion with other dinosaur fans or friends or, or kids or whoever it may be. So if you take a second this week, just talk about dinosaurs. Forget Jurassic. Forget about all that stuff, the toys, the movies, the, the theme parks. Just talk dinosaurs. Talk about your favorite dinosaurs. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what your favorite dinosaurs are. I'll tell you mine. Mine is the Brachiosaurus. You've probably heard me say it before. Um, and I, yes, of course it has to do with the movie a lot. But I think in general, it's just such a, a magical creature, really. I, you know, you can think about these dinosaurs as 
mythical, magical creatures because we've never seen them and we have to imagine them and we have to, you know, kind of view them with our minds and, and, and they, they become magical, mythical things for all of us, I think. So let me know um, on Twitter, wherever else it is, or just tell your friends, talk to your friends or other kids, your, your you know, your sons, your daughters, whoever it may be. Talk to them about dinosaurs and just continue that conversation because that's why we're here today. So I hope you all have a great week this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go ahead and roll the tape. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.